Obs et al. The uh, trial that is going through the court system in Arizona right now, I watched it live for quite a few hours today. Day two, I wanted to recap for you guys as I uh, hang out in Wisconsin right now. Uh, made my way up to Wisconsin yesterday. I live in Texas normally, but I live in Wisconsin. It's currently sub-zero temperatures here. Really brutal. So I'm hanging out in a room of my mom's house. But I, I uh, wanted to uh, catch you guys up on, you know, what I took from day two of this very short trial. So it's only two days of testimony, and now the judge is going to make a ruling. Now, I... Uh, there, there wasn't uh, one of the big things that came out of it. I will say was um, the uh, shrink to fit feature at these polling places. Uh, this is maybe the big update from today: is that election workers revealed that there is this shrink to fit issue that happened on election day in Maricopa County, and uh, that may have caused a lot bigger problems than people were aware of. Um, guys, let me know if you can hear me okay or doing this uh, little remote thing uh, from this room in Wisconsin. I'm going to dive into the details about this shrink-to-fit issue um, and then what else I took away from hearing testimony, uh, both from Carrie Lake's people and then uh, Katie Hobbs' people. Uh, also, why on earth did Katie Hobbs not have to testify? Why did Carrie Lake say that she was going to have to? And then Carrie Lake's lawyers pull out and say, no, we're going to re remove our subpoena so that Katie Hobbs doesn't have to testify. Of course, for everyone not familiar, this is in regards to the governor's race and the razor thin margin of victory for Katie Hobbs who hid in her basement when Carrie Lake was Everywhere to be seen, rocking or rolling, dominating every interview, um, yet she somehow loses to the woman who hid in her basement, also the same woman who was overseeing the same election she was running in. No conflict of interest to be seen there. Anyway, so Carrie Lake's trying to get to the bottom of really what really happened, and um, so the testimony was interesting today. Now, uh, real quick before I dive into this shrink to fit strangeness shout out to the sponsor of my coverage uh so there was a mom uh who she, she was at home alone with her kids in texas where i live and this guy just breaks in through the garage and she warns him to get out of there calls 911 hides in the bedroom but he keeps trying to make his way into the bedroom to get to her so she ends up shooting him uh, the guy runs off after suffering a bullet wound. Uh, police track him down, take him to the hospital, and then take him to jail. So she injured this man and, and was able to preserve the safety of her family. That is why I support the Second Amendment. Um, I think Second Amendment makes every woman feel safer when she is armed. Um, so the sponsor of my coverage is supportthesecond.com. They are actually giving out this challenge coin. It says the Second Amendment, uh, United States Constitution here, and Second Amendment my uh, is my gun permit. This is a free challenge coin uh, linked down in my description in order to get yours, supportthesecond.com. Thanks so much to these guys for supporting me as I love to support my Constitution. Checking your 
comments here. You said, no chain of custody. You go, girls. Stay safe. Yep. Uh, so the other thing that was argued was chain of custody. Okay. So initially, uh, there were uh, 10 counts that, that Carrie Lake brought, and the judge struck down eight of them. And so the two two issues they were able to argue today were chain of custody as well as tabulator issues. Um, so I want to start, let's, let's talk about the shrink to fit issue. So the County brought a witness named Robert Scott Jarrett, primarily called Scott Jarrett. He works for Maricopa County elections department oversees a, uh, uh, in-person voting and ballot tabulation. He was appointed in 2019. Uh, he also ov- oversees early in-person and election day and recruiting and training of staff to oversee the warehouse and central count. He oversees all of that. And he talked about this issue with shrink to, f- to fit. He fessed up about it after yesterday acting like it was an issue. He now says shrink to fit in regards to val- ballot printing was an issue in four previous elections, primaries this year primary and general in 2020. What? So it says, I'm just reading my notes from today. Um, He says in 2020, there was not an issue with, there was, there was not an issue with 19 inch ballot image being printed on a 20 inch piece of paper. So he tried to get into technicality saying, well, I don't know if the measurement was 19 inch, but yes, it was shrinking to fit, which was screwing up tabulation. So you fill out your ballot and a setting in the computer tells your ballot to shrink in size before printing. And then when you try to feed it in for tabulation, the tabulator won't recognize it because it is not the computerized size that the tabulator is looking for. So that's what was happening here. Now he, in order to try to avoid some blame, he's like, well, I, I didn't do, you know, 19 inches. I'm not sure the inch count. Um, but so he says that when they started doing audit reconciliation, they realized there was a fit to paper issue uh, that was a few days after election day. So this guy fessed up today saying a few days after election day this year, Maricopa County realized that one of the big issues with feeding into tabulation was that this this shrink to fit the paper size. Um, and so Carrie Lake Floors asked him today, so did you guys let the public know about this? And he's like, oh, no, no, we didn't. But uh, it is an issue that we discovered in 2022, or in 2020 as well, I mean to say. So this has been an issue in four previous elections. Um tabulator not accepting a ballot because it was um, auto shrunk by the computer and we're just now discovering this in um, the hearing today now Carrie Lakesler asked how did those settings get changed Um, was it at the direction of anyone from Maricopa County Um, was the change in settings a result of a tabulator issue. Um, He said that they run test prints at all locations when setting up, and there were no fit-to-paper issues. Um, He meant to say shrink-to-fit. Fit-to-paper, you get the the 
point. But because that, that was my question, I'm like, you guys do test these machines before a major election, right? That'd be, kind of be a smart thing to do. And he's saying, yes, we we tested all of the machines were tested. There was no issue of shrink to fit until it magically happened on election day. So what the heck is that? Who the heck adjusted the settings on election day and why? Now, he is saying that there were only three, he, he only documented three locations where shrink to fit settings were changed, three different polling places. Um, and he speculated that perhaps some of the poll workers in their frenzy to try to fix what was wrong with the tabulators hit some buttons and caused shrink to fit to go into place. And, and that, that only happened at three places. Now, Carrie Lake's lawyers are saying, hold up, we had a guy independently, randomly inspect six different locations and shrink to fit was the setting issue in every one of those six polling locations. So Carrie Lake's lawyer is saying, you're lying, buddy. Either you're lying or you're willfully ignorant as one of these top people in Maricopa County. Um, so was shrink to fit a much more major issue than anyone realized? I mean, I didn't realize I had never heard that term before today. Um, yeah, checking your comments, crazy shadiness. Uh, love the Blair Witch camera work you got. Go, oh, do you like that? I, I do. I feel like I'm in a horror movie right now. You know, Maricopa it is a horror movie as far as we can see. Um, checking your um, the tests were done with 20 inch paper. Yeah. So it's all about like testing, you know, the paper size has to fit the printout and whatnot. Um, anyways, so the shrink issue happened in 2020 as well. He says it impacted about 1300 ballots in November. So the Maricopa guy is saying this was only a small issue. It only impacted 1,300 ballots that we could tell in the three polling places that we checked. And uh, Carrie Lake's guys are saying, we think you're lying because our, our person who independently inspected found shrink to fit in six locations. Um, what's with the low production value, you said? <laughs> I'm checking your comments. Low production value is because I am traveling right now. <laughs> And I just, I literally have to find this random um, quiet room in the house. Um, are you saying I'm having internet issues as well? No, I'm literally, I'm traveling. I'm in Wisconsin, you guys. Um, it's just going to be like this tonight because of Christmas, you know, Christmas comes first. Anyway, so they go on to, you know, my mom doesn't even have internet here. So I'm, I'm running off of cell phone data, live streaming from my iPhone right now. I mean, my, my mom is like back to nature, which is pretty cool. Okay, so they go on to bring Ryan Macias to the stand. Now, this guy's resume is really interesting. Ryan Macias, he provides election consulting and cyber core integration, critical product evaluation, ethical hacking of critical infrastructure projects, including election technology. What do you mean ethical hacking of election technology? So hacking can happen. And he works for the government. Interesting. Um, so 
in fact, he collabed with uh, Katie Hobbs in the past, this man, Ryan Macias. So he goes up to the stand to testify on this. Wow, thanks for the super chat. Um, Alec, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Me. You know, that is so true. Go start taking your shots because not, not those kind of shots. Not, not, the new, uh, not the new pharmaceutical technology. You want to miss every one of those shots, okay? <laughs> okay. So, anyways, Ryan Macias. Um, so, he, uh, he, he starts testifying, and, and Carrie Lake's lawyers stop him because he's literally, you know, he'll look at the, que- uh, at the camera to hear the question, and then as soon as he starts answering, his eyes are down here, like, mine go down here because I'm reading my notes. And so, Carrie Lake's attorney's like, hold up we need a copy of his notes this man is reading his answers and uh and this man (laughs) this man who works in ethical hacking of election systems is like no 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 no. i'm not reading anything Uh, i'm not and it was obvious he was reading the whole time but and here's the issue this man was testifying from zoom and so it just leads me to wonder are should we really you know in important cases like this should should our witnesses be allowed to testify via zoom or should they have to come in because this just brings brings back up the true the vote uh lawsuit for me where the federal judge you know true the vote tried to bring um a district attorney official out of la to say hey we've got the details on on uh connect ceo eugene U, and um the judge shoots it down he's not here the man's not here in person, so bye. So why, in this case, is this man allowed to testify remotely via Zoom? And he's clearly reading, like, secret notes. And the judge is like, are you reading? And the man's like, no. But it's obvious he is. And the judge can't do anything about it. Like, how do you prove that you're not you're not reading? So anyways, he this man who works in ethical hacking, he says in 2021 he was named by Hobbs as one of her expert observers, which confirmed the results of the 2020 election. I just think that's interesting. She was hiring an ethical election system uh, hacker. And so he talked about the election management system. Uh, It generates ballot definitions and creates ballot style, unique ballot based on on jurisdiction of voter, these ballot styles are rendered into a ballot PDF used to print early and election day ballots. Um, so they have a computer that generates your custom ballot based on your district and who is up for election in your district. Okay. And it's, um, it's just like this auto created PDF that fits onto a certain size paper. Um, So he said, if the ballot definition file contains a 19-inch ballot style, then they'd be printed at scale of 19-inch regardless of where they are printed. So he was trying, he was trying to clarify the 19-inch thing. Ballot PDF file would have contained the image. If you and five other people printed out a typographical error, it would show up on each printout. Now, this was like really getting in the weeds and, and I'm like, dude, I'm not I'm not an expert on this. Um, so shrink to fit, he said, could have shrank it down to a smaller scale on 20 inch paper in settings on the ballot on demand location, uh, the ballot on demand location. OK, 
well, the system uh, would have thought that it needed to print on a 19-inch paper. Anyways, this whole computerized system, um, they're saying that everything was running perfectly, and then on Election Day, suddenly all these things happen where the ballot size is shrinking, the... Um, the ink level is is really low so it, the you know the ink prints out really faintly um and the tabulator is not accepting it because of these multiple issues when they tested it right before you're supposed to test it the night before and make sure that the machine is good to go and they're saying they tested it and everything was good and then magically everything goes wrong um Um, so I'm, I'm, he's saying, but they were explaining, okay, so they were asked, okay, if, if the tabulator doesn't accept it, what happens? Um, he says that the ballot would ultimately be counted, processed in place. Uh, so what they would actually, they explained that with the shrink to fit issue, what they did is, is they created a duplicate ballot, that then, I guess, went to adjudication. Okay, I don't know if you guys know the scary word adjudication. And then that duplicate ballot does end up getting getting counted. Thanks for the super chat, RC. Quote, your hard work and dedication is appreciated. Gratitude. Well, I appreciate that. Um, absolutely. Um, this is an important uh, issue to cover. Now, let me just say something. In watching the testimony today... I was not very impressed with either side. And let me just say that some of the previous testimony um, that Carrie Lake has shared on her social media was much more compelling. I'm talking about testimony, uh, first, firsthand uh, experiences from voters being shut down, saying you can't, you're not allowed to vote for inexplicable reasons. Like one guy's, they were asking if he was really a citizen after he said he was going to vote uh, Republican. And they're saying, oh, well, we don't think we have your citizenship. And he's got, like, everything. And they don't let him vote. You know, testimony like that, Carrie Lake was posting personal account after personal account, these people on camera explaining their voting experience. Not only that, but the testimony in front of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors by election workers um, in in the previous several weeks, which I watched live stream um, of you know, Maricopa County's live feed at the time of the testimony when these workers are saying really strange things like, you know, each voter would check in on an iPad and at the end of the day, there were more votes than voters who had checked in. Really strange accounts like that from these these firsthand experiences. We didn't see any of that in this trial today. And at the in the closing arguments, the defendants said, yup, sure enough, see, there was no hard evidence. You guys have no evidence of anyone actually being denied their vote. You know, you guys are grasping at, at, at straws, Carrie Lake. And I'm like, I just, from watching today, I, I didn't see, like, super compelling evidence from Carrie Lake's side either, and I am just wondering why they weren't able to bring in some of that compelling testimony that we saw, the same people who testified before the Board of Supervisors, the same first-hand voter experience accounts of really shaky dealings. Um, and again, why was Katie Hobbs not subpoenaed after all? 
I was just like, are Car- do Carrie Lake's lawyers have her best interest or what's going on? Because I feel like Carrie Lake's lawyers could have done a better job. I feel like they did not ask enough questions, um, serious hardball questions of the county's people who were testifying. That ethical hacker, I feel like Carrie Lake's lawyers went easy on him. Why? They should have really dug in. Um, yeah, checking your comments. Uh, did I go north to play in the snow? Heck yeah. Did you see my Instagram? I jumped in. I did a snow angel, um, without a coat on after my workout, um, in seven below zero weather today. It is brutally cold here in Wisconsin. Thanks, Ed, for the super chat. Merry Christmas, Ivory. Olive Hue. Is is it an olive hue out here? (laughs) Um... Oh my goodness. I'm checking your comments. Maybe you should send Cyber Ninjas $6 million again. Um, this is not about R versus D. It's about your freedom. A hundred percent. We just want to get to the bottom of, of all this. Wow. Uh, David, thanks for the super chat. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, okay. So I wanted to see if I could get to, um, Closing. So let's just look over my closing argument notes. So they, like I said, this was such a f- speedy trial, which is probably why, probably why, like they didn't get to bring the people to stand they wanted to. There just wasn't much time. So Mr. Olson speaks. Your Honor has heard two days of sworn testimony. Law in Arizona says that election challenger must put forth sufficient evidence and plaintiffs have met that challenge. So Carrie Lake's lawyers in their closing arguments are saying, you know, we think we have very sufficient evidence to win this. Um, They mentioned that that there was a less than 0.06% difference of only 17,000 votes that Katie Hobbs won by. Chain of custody and tabular issues were met with a startling testimony, they said. When they showed through the random inspection of six voting centers, ballots with 19-inch images printed on them. Mr. Jarrett yesterday testified under oath that, uh, uh, that it, sorry, trying to decipher these notes I was taking so quickly, that a 19-inch image was printed on 20-inch paper, and he, he said no yesterday. Now he's saying, oh yeah, they were aware after the election, and they're actually doing root cause analysis that didn't feel like alerting the public to this. And he's saying that it's been an issue in three previous elections, uh, fit shrink to fit issues. Um, he said it's illegal under Arizona law to modify a ballot after it's been set. So if you, if one person fills out their ballot, nobody's supposed to alter it, but they were shrinking the ballots because now it's all digital. Okay, the other thing that doesn't make sense, he said, is Mr. Macias talking about shrink-to-fit analysis, random text, all running around and getting uh, getting it to exactly 19 inches. So Mr. Jarrett didn't immediately say that that was the issue when he's known about it since before the election. So they were really driving home how sketchy Mr. Jarrett was yesterday, not fessing up to this shrink-to-fit issue. Today, not only fessing up to it, but saying they've been aware of it for four total election cycles now. Um, Mr. Mr. Jarrett doing 
okay, this other guy who did the, the exit polls and talked to people on election day, um, the guy who was doing the exit polling noted that people, um, the exit poll turnout, people who actually filled out the exit poll was dramatically lower in this election than he'd ever seen before. And he felt that was because these people actually were never able to exit the polls. You know, you check in to vote, everything goes wrong. And then you're like, well, I, I'm going to leave now. And so, so this is the other issue because the witnesses that Maricopa County brought up or the, you know, the witnesses on Katie Hobbs side, sorry, Maricopa County experts testifying in, in favor of Katie Hobbs were saying if there was any sort of issue with their vote, it still counted or with the long lines. Um, if the lines were long, they could easily go somewhere else. But one of the big issues that was happening is people were actually checking in on those iPads and then being told, sorry, there's an issue, you've got to leave. But then when they leave, they don't check out and the poll workers didn't know how to check them out. And this was uh, workers were testifying in Maricopa County Board of Supervisors about this. Nobody taught them how to check people out because it's really rare that someone would want to check out after they checked in to vote. So here's an issue where these people are like, well, you can go to another polling place to vote, but you've got to check out. Nobody thought to check out. So people bail out of this polling place that's screwed up. They try to vote somewhere else and they're denied there as well because they're still checked in at the previous polling place. So it was an absolute mess. And, you know, a lot of these people, it's the middle of their work day. And so the question is how many people finally, finally threw in the towel and went back to work because they were scared of getting fired that if they were away from work this long. Also, how many people saw this mess on TV and said, gosh, I'm not going to have time during my work day today, so never even went. How many people were really disenfranchised? It's hard to tell when you think about all of that. And you're saying spec that's speculation, not proof. Exactly. So this is what I was, these were the arguments I was hearing from Carrie Lake's side. You know, they're good arguments, but it is speculation, not proof. And so in the closing arguments on Katie Hobbs' side, the defendant lawyers really drove this home that you, like you guys, they're acting like you guys have nothing, Carrie Lake. All we're hearing is like the speculation, you know, where's your solid proof? And like I was, you know, I was hearing direct testimony, like I said earlier, of witnesses on the ground there in Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Why weren't those people brought in to testify in this? Um, there was one lady yesterday who testified that she saw the um, Ronbeck employees had a special privilege where they could uh, feed in. Uh, their friends and family's ballots directly at the run back location, I guess, with um, early voting and uh, the votes would be taken to run back um, for counting there. But the chain of custody, they said, was very secure because they'd be put things would be put in a box with a special tape on it. And the tape is only removed when it's as specific location with witnesses so there was no issue with that being tampered with they're saying yet 
the word is that the employees were able to squeeze in some ballots at Rumbeck um, outside of that box. So ballots that were never in that secure, taped shut chain of custody box would be able to fed in, be fed in. The witness who testified yesterday said she only saw about 50 ballots from friends and family, but that's a, that's a chain of custody violation. If, some, if someone wanted to illegally feed more in, you know, could they do that in the darkness of night? So that it adds a lot of questions, right? There's a lot of questions, but I'm not seeing solid proof of like a huge election altering th- situation here so the defendants really seized on that and laid into carrie lake's side they said uh, i'm reading my notes now uh, just three days ago carrie lake lawyer made a promise they asked the court to allow them to prove it um call on the court of law to give her a victory uh that the voters didn't give her the factual basis for her claims and evidence the big moment to show their hand but they show only showed that they never had the evidence. That's what the defense attorney for Katie Hobbs was saying today. The court ruled that the plaintiff must show in trial that the issues were intentional, that it actually impacted the election, but they didn't show this. So, you know, apparently to win this case, Carrie Lake needs to show that that all these tech issues on election day were intentional, that someone set these issues up to to make Katie Hobbs win. And I I'm not seeing I'm not seeing that that was proven by Carrie Lake's side. So and and I'm wondering why. I just feel like Carrie Lake's lawyers could have done a lot more than they did. I'm wondering why. Um the the judge is now going to be ruling on this. We're waiting waiting for him to rule. In the meantime, uh Katie Hobbs is supposed to take office as governor. Uh, January 2nd. Um, Roger is saying Carrie Lake's lawyers were threatened. Yeah, I, I'm wondering because, like, why do you pull out the subpoena? Never mind, we don't want to fluster Katie Hobbs. Let's let her continue to hibernate in her basement. Like, what is wrong with Carrie Lake's lawyers? Get Katie Hobbs, force Katie Hobbs up to the stand, but no, not little Miss Hobbs. They had to have been threatened, right? Or something like they're, they just seemed compromised. I don't know. I, unfortunately, you know, I, Carrie Lake's a friend of mine. I like her and, and I would love to see her as governor, but I just feel like her lawyers could have done a lot better. So I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow or, uh, you know, when we hear from the judge on his ruling, if it doesn't go in her favor, unfortunately, uh, but you know, maybe I'll be wrong. Uh, we'll see. Checking all your comments here. Um, it's just, it's really something else, isn't it? But let me just say these, these election issues, they're, they're very, these shenanigans, they're very hard to prove. They are incredibly hard to prove. And you, you start to understand that, um, when you see my interview with Harry Waite from, uh, Wisconsin, he proved the vulnerabilities in Wisconsin's system. And um, you guys should definitely go back and watch my interview with him. The title is of that YouTube video is Nothing to See Here. And um, 
I did that a couple of months ago. Um, he's facing felony charges for proving the vulnerabilities in Wisconsin. Um, it's so easy in, in some of these states to fly under the radar while um, finagling an election. I'm trying to use new words that bots haven't picked up yet. So you finagle it, it, it in a very sneaky way. Um, there are these very sneaky ways to do it that, you know, you'll never get caught unless you come forward and say, I did it. And to prove that, Harry Waite did it. He did the little finagle. And then he came forward and said, I did this to just to prove to you guys how easy it is to do this under the radar. So they throw him in jail for that rather than fix the problem. But this, these issues do happen, but they are like impossible to prove until unless the person comes right forward. So, um, you know, I so that's me saying like I, I get that it was probably a difficult case to prove for Carrie Lake's people. Like, but we all saw the chaos and we saw the gaslighting. We saw how Mr. Bill Gates in charge of elections there in, in Maricopa County initially, you know, right after the election was like, it was chaos, you know, day of Mr. Gates is like the chaos, but we're working through it. Then he flips the script and says, oh, actually those were very small. Those are very small issues. Overall, the election ran just swimmingly, you know, starts, so he and his buddies in Maricopa County start gaslighting everyone and gaslighting has been the name of the game, you know, this entire past, you know, ever since Biden got it, ever since the freaking pandemic, right? The, the gaslighting that really bugs me is on the, as in regards to the border. Oh, the border's secure. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, and we Democrats single-handedly by ourselves have been working to fix it because Republicans don't want to work with us. Oh, really? Have ya? So why the heck do we have record people pouring across, you know, more than more by far than ever before? So gaslighting has been the name of the game. And just just be aware that you are getting gaslit nonstop. And just don't, you know, don't don't fall for the mental manipulation that's going on from our government officials. Um, that's my take. Giving as best a take I can in this remote location, visiting my mom without internet, um, no internet service. I'm running off of cell phone data here. No Wi-Fi. Um, no EMF rays, right? Yeehaw. I have more peace now. <laughs> All right. You guys have a wonderful Christmas week. I'm actually going to have my mom on Truth Bombs tomorrow. She's joining Truth Bombs again since I know a lot of you guys loved Truth Bombs. Um, let me know your thoughts on the Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs trial. Um, let me know in the comment section. That helps my algorithm. Please like, share, and subscribe. And pray for my channel because I just did another video that YouTube does not like me talking about this topic. So wish me luck. 